I'm Riker, and this is Pilot. Oh, interesting. That's a good take. Yeah. Happy May 4th. May the 4th be with you. And you. It's May 4th today, right? Uh, I mean, as of the day this comes out, yes. It's still <laughs> April for me, oh, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Star Wars Day. So we are taking a mm, really uh, tall, force-style leap into the Star Wars universe yeah. with our review of Star Wars The Clone Wars, mm-hmm. the 2008 version for you nerds out there who are going to insist that we be specific. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think? You know, I think you and I feel very similarly about it in that um, just as kind of an overall thing, I felt like... I felt like I was kind of thrown in, and it turns out there's maybe a lot of background to it that maybe the, you had mentioned that maybe the TV, or sorry, the movie maybe acts as a better pilot than what we got, because man, I just felt thrown into the thick of it. You kind of, um, we paused very early on, and you said, are you going through like an existential crisis? Because I'm like, I don't, I don't know anyone's names, and I don't know what's going on, what's going on with the universe. I I don't think I can do this. (laughs) Yeah, you were about, like worse than that, it was like, Pilots the podcast is a failure yeah. and a disaster. Let's pull the plug. I gotta, <laughs> I, I gotta delete the URL. I have to delete my Facebook page where I promote it all the time and start over after a year of hiding my head in the sand and getting to a point where nobody remembers me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And as it turns out, uh, you were just confused because you didn't know where it took place. Oh yeah, absolutely. Knowing that it happens between the. The second and third movies of the prequel movies, yeah. not the originals. Um, yeah, between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Yep, that's the one. Okay. That's what I just read. Okay. Well, I was trying to think <laughs> Revenge of the Sith because I know because the Return of the Jedi was supposed to be Revenge of the Jedi, I think. And sure. uh, Yeah, that was it. That was it. And so this became Revenge of the Sith. So they kind of reused a title that they intended to. Anyway, the the point being, <laughs> um, so we found out that there was a 2003 cartoon mm-hmm. of the same name. Well, uh, they, almost. They, they cut out an article. It's Star Wars, Clone Wars. Yes. <laughs> this one's Star Wars, The Clone Wars, yeah. to avoid any confusion. <laughs> For that reason, yes. And I didn't get the sense that they were truly connected, but certainly the... Um, production uh was connected like the same production staff george lucas was very involved so we would have come out of a time in 2000 i guess it would have been 2003 i gotta look this up i think it was 2005 hang on let me figure out when star wars ended Yeah, I almost feel like you need to start bringing your laptop in. That way we both got research mode on. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. 
uh, Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, which came out in 05. Oh, but man, they started making the cartoon in 03, the first mm-hmm. one. Okay, yeah. fascinating. So that that's interesting. So they actually started uh, telling the story of what happens between Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, Star Wars Episode Three: The Revenge of the Sith in 2003. Because there was three years between movies back then. They started telling the story of what happened between those two movies. Then Revenge of the Sith concludes the prequel trilogy. In 2008, they shift gears to this highly digital uh, Star Wars world. It sounds like they invented a lot of new technology, new platforms that made it possible to do. Uh, I've read about George Lucas here and there, and it sounds like that's, that's the kind of thing that he'd be excited about, developing new tech to tell the stories that he wants to tell. So so there's a lot of technical innovation in here that's worth mentioning, but, you know, we just did that. So consider it mentioned. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Check. And that's as much as I know about that. So uh, so let's dismiss that the other one exists. We're going to review this one because this is the one that if anybody knows about it, I think this is the one that they talk about. Yeah, I wasn't aware of the early one. Yeah, this one, not at all. Yeah, isn't that weird? It was cool, though, seeing uh, we watched like a little comparison video and there was a nostalgia factor, even having never seen it or whatever. The the animation style was just so the animation we grew up with that there was some like I kind of was interested in watching a couple episodes just for, you know, just to see how cartoons used to be made because I miss that. Yeah, I don't know (laughs) Samurai Jack. Uh, People can write me hate mail about not knowing Samurai Jack. I don't don't know know what that that is. But they said that it was a Samurai Jack style animation. It looked kind of not like anime, but it looked like an Asian art cartoon to me. The first the one original. That we did? Okay. Yeah. Did you get that sense at all? Um, kind of. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then this one felt almost real. Yeah. Uh, like as real as they could get it for a cartoon. For a cartoon, while still looking cartoony. But they made Yoda so icky looking. So His weird. teeth were so nasty. Bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Pulling up pictures of Samurai Jack. Yeah, I could totally see that. Samurai Jack. Hmm. Now I want to see this, too. <laughs> yeah. Come come take a, a gander. Oh, yeah. Totally. Okay. Yeah. I get it. Oh, so it's reminiscent of another cartoon. Yeah. Okay. So can we tag? We're going to include links to that YouTube video. Yeah, yeah, If you yeah. go to pilotspodcast.com, regardless of where you're listening to this now, go to pilotspodcast.com, and under this episode, you'll find a link to the YouTube video and to some Samurai Jack stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. All and right. it should be in your episode description on Spotify or Google. You don't technically have to go to our website, but you should probably check it out. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah. I listened to it on Spotify. Yeah, well, it's got description notes and everything in there. It's true. Yeah, but um, who reads on Spotify? That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Slash ever, yeah. So let's uh, start getting to work here. Let's, let's do that. the genre. Green card. Gringo. Oh, yeah, I think we wanted to be real clear. 2008, uh, before they started airing the show on Cartoon Network, they had a Clone Wars movie that got a theatrical release. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought maybe it was the first couple episodes put together. I don't think that was the case. No. I think there was a theatrical version, and that debuted the new technology and the new digital artwork and the new, you know, the new... Direction that they were taking. Exactly. The okay. new thing we had to expect. So, in truth, that was probably a true and proper pilot to what we're watching, uh, but we don't do movies here. Yet. 
<laughs> Our spin-off series, movies that made us. Yes, looking forward to that. Yeah, one day. One day, where will we find the time? Okay. And that's that's the only thing, man. That's the only thing. <laughs> Otherwise, we'd be doing it, I Once think. We start, I mean, we have millions of listeners, and we haven't figured out how to start making millions of dollars doing this yeah, yet. Yeah, I know, right? I'd love to quit the full-time gig just to watch TV. All the- no, I don't. I you really basically, like... basically, yeah. It'd be weird. You basically do that already. Yeah. <laughs> Having a job just gets you out of the house. <laughs> that's true, right? <laughs> it is kind of nice. It's kind of nice. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, genre. Genre. All right. Well, obviously, the genre is Star Wars. Like, first and foremost, it's Star Wars. But I put that it's just a humorous cartoon for kids with a feel-good lesson. Yeah, I said it's Star Wars with some kid-friendly messages. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I um, I enjoyed how dumb... So, I put gorgeous landscapes and dumb droids were something that, like, really catered to the kid thing. Like, it's very flashy, very pretty, very immersive. Um, and those droids provide a lot of humor <laughs> yeah i remember those droids from the video games i used to play from the movies and i'm realizing that as i watch star wars back i don't spend very much time in episode one through three and having binged them so often as a kid i, oh, I just yeah. don't binge them as often anymore because there's so much good netflix out there now <laughs> <laughs> there's so much else out there yeah because there's so many things i haven't seen yet yeah um, and I actually am surprised to realize that between the Republic and whoever the adversary was in um, Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace, mm-hmm. um, I guess I just don't realize who the droids worked for. I, at one point, I probably knew, or maybe the storyline was weak. But what really brings gets catches my attention here is Star Wars was always made for kids. Yeah, you had mentioned that, and I found it that kind of, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Like, how else are you going to make sci-fi mainstream? <laughs> right. Well, it's interesting. It's always been made for kids. You can find George Lucas talking about it on YouTube. Uh, I've heard him say, which I loved hearing him say this, it made me appreciate Star Wars again, that it wasn't that Star Wars was immature and the more, you know, because when I get all hot-headed about it, like, uh, Star Trek really deals with bigger stories. <laughs> um, yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, but... That's for grown-ups and old people and nerds. Star Wars is for kids. So it was already for kids. And then yet we have a cartoon that feels really kiddish. Oh, like yes. with all the Android with all the droid stuff and how dumb they are. Like they were already dumb. And then because it's a cartoon <laughs> and it was all digital in the first place. It was like already a cartoon, the you know, the prequel trilogy. Um, now it's a kid show and now the droids are really dumb mm-hmm. and they're there for purely comedic value where they nearly have personalities as they get killed left and right. Yeah. I thought that was a really noteworthy mm, part of the show's DNA of what we just saw here. Yeah. You know, it was really funny. It was uh, Yoda was going through and just attacking the shit out of the droids and mm-hmm. he opens up one of their traveling vessels whatever it was and the guy goes i just got a promotion and then he gets decapitated and i was like you know if that wasn't a droid that'd be really dark (laughs) (laughs) right i mean you've got to make it light otherwise he's just straight up murdering people (laughs) or really getting somewhere in their lives yeah i I, that's my one thing that ended up on my quote card yeah but i just got promoted <laughs> as he gets sucked back into the tank and like his pieces go flying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As they gave like we- little personalities to the droids, but they were all the same personality. And they were all dumb. Yeah. And 
yeah, I don't know. That was weird. That was that was funny. That was oddly a key takeaway. Yeah. Like as if Star Wars wasn't already kid friendly enough. Mm-hmm. Now we have these stupid droids that the kids weirdly are going to feel for. Oh, yeah. And enjoy watching Get Murdered and all the violence that occupied this episode. Well, I, de- I definitely enjoyed, like, it was when um, Yoda and the clone troopers were kind of hiding in the shrubs. And one of the other droids was like, oh, it's too like it's too small. It's too tight. You can't get into there. And he's yeah. like, no, she, I can do it. And he just runs into it. He's like, oh, you're all right. And it was very much like, a, I don't know, it felt... It appealed to the kids. It was very amusing because it's one of those where, no, I swear we can fit through. It's fine. <laughs> it had a Looney Tunes quality to it. It did, yeah. The droids were very Looney Tunes. But the story is really about uh, Yoda and the three amigos. Absolutely. And that was the most compelling part of it, in my opinion. They took their helmets off, Riker. <gasps> they took their helmets off. Yeah. I did not realize they did that. <laughs> I needed confirmation that they were human. <laughs> well, we'd actually seen them take their helmets off when we'd first discovered them in Attack of the Clones. Um, so it was episode two, Attack of the Clones, right? Yeah. Um, Attack of the Clones, Clone Wars. Uh, See, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, it was that, um, I don't know, I can't remember the actor's name, but he played the bounty hunter. Which uh, one? The Boba Fett's dad, Jango Fett. Jango Fett. Yeah. And he wasn't actually a Mandalorian. I can't remember. They shed a lot of light on this in The Mandalorian because he was in it. And we did a little bit of research before that, but I've since forgotten it. <laughs> I still need to binge Mandalorian. Well, that he, needs to happen. There's a connection between that character and... Because the Mandalorian in The Mandalorian is a true Mandalorian and can't take his helmet off. Mm-hmm. They, they define how Boba Fett is connected to his dad, who I think wasn't... I, mean, I don't know. I'm getting confused now because the lore gets a little deep and I need to review some of the finer points of it. But, uh, so those guys we had seen and we knew that they were, they're, they're being clones and who they were and who they were modeled after or who they were cloned from was established in uh, Attack of the Clones. Um, so this is recognizing that yeah, those clones remain those clones, same same dudes, but they have a different identity, and they have, di- but they are they're still individuals. Definitely, and that I guess that was more the thing that yeah. to me they were still interchangeable after the movie. Like mm-hmm. you see, maybe one, the one guy, and then these they had individual names, and Yoda really called to their actual differences, and that in the Force they look different. Yeah, because they said he says take your I want to see your faces, and they said why it's not gonna. Make much of an impression. We all, all the share same the same face. face, yeah. And he says, "No, no, no. You're all you're all individuals to me, man." Which felt a little on the nose for here's a you know a, a message for kids. Yeah. Um, because I didn't necessarily. I don't know. We only got these are the only characters we got in this. Mm-hmm. It it was strange because I definitely like in all of the trailers we saw. You know that there are more. There there are bigger characters. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You got Anakin Skywalker. You got. Obi-Wan Kenobi, you got the girl. We see we didn't get her introduced to us here. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ahsoka Tano? Tano. Okay, well. You know, if they want us to know how to say it, should have included her here. But she would have been in yeah, the movie, absolutely. I believe. So I think so, yeah. It was weird to, to give us what little they did. Because the storyline here is Yoda's going to a planet um, that's a unaffiliated planet. Toy Daria. Toy Daria, right. With um, 
which is the Toydarians are the, uh, what was his name? Watto? I think it was Watto. This um. is the creature, like the same kind of creature that we saw in episode one um, yes. that was holding Anakin prisoner yep. on Tatooine. Yeah. Watto was a Toydarian junk dealer in Mos Espa who bought Shmi Skywalker and her son Anakin from Gardula the Hutt. And in Veteran Gambler, he sponsored Anakin in several pod races, but often bet against his own slave, who was talented but inexperienced. Cool. So we get King Katunko. Yeah. Does that sound right? Um, for this episode, or for, yeah, for this episode that we're reviewing. Yeah, Katunko. Katunko. Okay. Yeah, so he is kind of faced with a choice um, as far as protection. The Separatists who have the droids or the Republic where you get Yoda and the clone troopers. Does that sound right? Yes. Okay. So, and the Separatists really are, is that which will become the uh, evil empire. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So they're saying we don't want to be part of the Republic anymore. So this is when you had order and peace in the galaxy. Uh, And then the beginnings of the evil empire start, you know, showing up to say uh, those days are over. Yeah. And you have uh, Count Dooku, who is the villain in Attack of the Clones. Uh, He's the one who had the lightsaber battle with Yoda. And he was the other wizard from (laughs) from Saruman. The White in um, Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was his, that was a late career peak where that guy put some legendary performances under his belt where he was going to be remembered forever. Yeah, That's I just a, didn't realize it was the same dude. Yeah, I always thought that was cool because he's got that voice, so I always, I always loved that guy when he shows up. As a kid, he was like the man. He was one to watch. Yeah. He's the guy who always had my attention. Uh, but he, they didn't really do much with him. I didn't realize he was like the central villain in the Clone Wars because they kill him early on in The Revenge of the Sith. So he's here. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> out politicking um, for, you know, other unaffiliated neutral planets to join the Separatists and start forming the evil empire. Uh, and Yoda's going around trying to find alliances uh, to keep them, you know, to bring them into the Republic. And they're going to the planet where the Toikarians, Toydarians. Toydarians, yep. The Toydarians are giving uh, Yoda the chance to compete, basically. Yeah. But he walks into many booby traps because... Ambush a, is actually yeah. the name of this episode. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Ambushes. Ambush I? Sever- yeah. Embushi. <laughs> There's several embushi. And at the end of the, and then takes the day. Kills the droids. And it by, you want to talk about it and how he's able to um, make his four, him and the three amigos are more powerful than a fleet of a thousand battle droids. Yeah. So when he was going through and looking at the um, dehelmeted clone troopers, he'd kind of, so he first of all gave them all a name, which was cool. Uh, they already had the names, but he kind of reviewed them for us, I guess. Um, <laughs> right. Which, which are? Uh, Reese, who was too focused on the enemy. He needs to focus on himself and the team. 
And then he goes into Jack, I think is the next one. And he is too focused on weapons. He needs to work more on using his mind to defeat the enemy. And then Thyre rushes into fights and he says, kind of basically bide your time that it's more about surviving. Right. So he says to Jack, outsmart the droids. Mm -hmm. Says to Thyre, bide your time, work on surviving. Yeah. Because if you rush into it, you kind of put yourself in a situation where you may lose quickly. Yeah. Patience. Don't rush to battle. Exactly. Um, Yeah. And the other guy, the Reese was, think about the team. Think Mm -hmm. about yourself and the team. Cool. So uh, then he uh, leaps off the cliff, goes single-handedly, hand-to-hand combat with those guys. The other three parties fill in as they need to, and they take the day. And there's, what's the bald-headed lady's name? Ventress. Um, Yes, Ventress. Asajj Ventress? A-S-A-J-J. Ventress. She's a Dathmerian. Dathomerian. Yeah, she would be. She would be. <laughs> Do you actually know what that is or no? <laughs> I recognize her, I think, from the movies. Okay. I think they were the skinny neck, long headed ones, but I could be wrong. She looks like a rendition of Slenderman. She's very creepy. Yeah, totally. Like female Slenderman. Mm-hmm. She's creepy, but like sexy, though. Is she, though? Yeah. Is she? Yes. She kind of has this ventriloquist thing going on because she's got, like, the lines on either side of her lips. It yeah. just, she gives me the heebie-jeebies. I know. She does her makeup weird to show she's edgy. Wow. I didn't realize that's what you're into, but today I learned. No, I didn't say that that's my type. I just said it's sexy. She's pretty sexy. I think it takes a very specific person to find look, sexy. She, look, I'm more into girls that are on the light side of the force, but... <laughs> But if you're into someone who's a little dark and edgy. She's good with the dark side. Like Yoda says, strong <laughs> on the dark side are you. But not strong enough. That's what I'm saying. It's like, oh, there's still that little bit of light in her. But, I mean, she's on the dark side. I don't spend too much time on the dark side. So it's one of those things that it's like, um, you know, do I want the meal? No. Do I want a sampler platter? Yeah, totally. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> 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 so if we forgot to mention her was all. So Count Dooku was only there via hologram. Exactly, yeah. And she was actually there as Count Dooku's representative. Yes. The Toydarians become offended that uh, not only was a thousand battle droids not enough to take on one crippled old short Jedi. <laughs> yeah. But he also felt like they weren't true to their word in giving Yoda a fair fight. Oh, yeah, definitely. And Yoda still defeated them. They said, okay, well, that's no problem. Count Dooku and Ventress are saying, yeah, that's no problem. We get it. Yeah, totally. We respect that. Um, kill this guy, and we'll just deal with your successor. With your successor. Yeah. It's like, okay, you're super the bad guys. <laughs> in case there was a question about it. <laughs> Pretty pleased with the decision that I came to. Um she just looks evil. I think that's the thing, that it's like, hey, this is what evil looks like. Yeah. Here you go. I guess yeah. you're just, evil is sexy a little bit. <laughs> there was no good girls in this episode. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. You can ask me which I prefer. Just saying. The one in this episode, I get it. <laughs> she ain't right. so bad. She ain't so bad. <laughs> All right. So um, as far as characters go. Pass or fail. I feel like we've talked about all of them and as much as we've gotten them, right? Yeah, I think for what they gave us, I thought, you know, we always we all know Yoda. And Yoda's a, a kid favorite, too. So oh, yeah. I think it makes sense that uh, Yoda was a, uh, was a primary part of it. Plus, you oh, didn't yeah. really get that much of him in the movies. So to see him show up doing his 
Fang would would have been super cool. I I actually found that very cool. Yeah. That was kind of probably one of the more exciting things to just watch him do his thing, bounce around like mm-hmm. a total pro. Yeah, and then they gave a lot of value to three otherwise insignificant characters. Absolutely. Uh, so so actually, yeah, I think they did a lot with a little. Yeah, because we had what less than thirty minutes, mm-hmm. probably twenty five. Yes, yeah, 22, 25. Yeah. yeah. That was effective, I think, for sure. Yeah. Cool. And and a clear, you know, expression of who the villains are, and the villains were at least, you know, serious. You're at least serious about them. Sure, they yeah. Weren't too, they weren't too uh, corny, even though the ro- the androids are corny, or the droids are corny. So. Yeah. So you had a nice um, balance. Absolutely. That's a good point. All right, so on to the overarching plot for the series to come. What you got? Uh, this is a long-form war arc. I mean, yeah. we're just watching one alliance come together. Uh, it's not even one battle and one war. This is one diplomatic mission. And we got one main character, maybe three others that we're going to keep seeing through the rest of this series. Yeah. Uh, at this point, I think it's safe to say that we know other characters are coming. Definitely. We know that we didn't meet all the main characters. Uh, so, so you know, to be more specific than that, I, I, I couldn't be more specific than that. For, to, for it to be this small for the first episode, to get this little accomplished for us as an audience. Yeah. Um, is, is tell me this is going to be a uh, really long-form war drama, which is Really interesting. Actually, yeah, it really is. Definitely. I didn't feel like I had, unlike a lot of the other ones we have, where I feel like I know what to expect for the next several episodes, I have no idea what to expect for the next episode. And Mm. it's not terrible. Um, I expect it's going to be a long, you know, I don't know what the next move is in our war, though, I guess. I think we're going to see a lot of uh, alien planets. It's going to be a visually very impressive show. A lot of... uh, yeah, a lot of new worlds. Yeah. A lot of uh, new, you know, a lot of communities within those worlds. And since it's, you know, cartoon, really the sky is the limit. Um, like, I, I wouldn't imagine that we're going to have budgetary constraints. So yeah, Star Wars is already big, and then we're saying we're going to make it even bigger through this new storytelling model that we have to really flesh out a lot of, of the universe that you haven't seen yet. Um, that's, yeah, that's a tall order. Yeah, absolutely. And that's my takeaway from, from what little we got. Absolutely. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Um, I hope we continue to get, uh, and I would imagine we would, that Yoda continues to be a big part of it, that he's not just a familiar face that brings us into it, but I don't know. When we watched a lot of the, um, I guess trailers around it, I kept seeing the very douchey Anakin and I just, I really... If I were to watch the series as a whole, I'd really hope that Yoda's a bigger part of it than Anakin, because uh, he's a whiny bee. Well, they didn't really show us when we watched our comparison video. Mm-hmm. They said in the first cartoon, I guess it's between. It was between the two movies. Yeah. Uh, so that Anakin was voiced by an Anakin that sounded very much like the movie the Anakin. Anakin from the movies, who everybody hated. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> everybody knows it. Um, and that's what he was doing is, but Master Obi-Wan, everybody knows that I'm the greatest ever of all time. And they said in this one, 
they gave us a competent Jedi. <laughs> but we didn't see it at all. We didn't even see him in the in the comparison videos they yeah. gave us. We didn't hear him. They gave that long monologue of him being a whiny little douche. And they didn't give us the comparison where it's like, yeah, and here he is when he's cool. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, no, when Anakin's cool, he's voiced by James Earl Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Not whoever that other guy was. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Tushy. Awesome. So, pass for plot? Yeah, I think so. Cool. On you know what? Let me add one thing to that. Yeah, I do. It, this was reminiscent to me of uh, Batman the Animated Series from the 90s, which I think was one of the great, great cartoons of all time. Yeah. And it was pretty serious in tone. There was a lot of depth to it. That was a pretty dark, violent show um, that I think everybody who grew up in that time period who watched it remembers it and remembers it fondly and remembers it well. Uh, this reminded me of that, where this is a kid's show. It's made for kids. It's intended for kids. Yeah. And despite, and but I don't know. We're giving kids some credit here to, for one, know the difference between right and wrong and good and bad. Um, to say, okay, we could show them violence, but make it make it harmless enough that it doesn't seem like it's pro-violence yeah uh and and tell the story that we want to tell but with our audience in mind i thought they were pretty effective at that and it reminded me i thought they were so effective at that it reminded me of batman the animated series oh yeah definitely that's really cool and you know our the current generation really needs that honestly because we were talking about earlier that they really just I don't know. What is the word? Castrate their cartoons now? Yeah. Like they're just, they're, I don't know. There's nothing there. There's no conflict. What there's was the no one conflict. you were telling me about that there's no conflict in it at all? Wah, wah, wubsy. Isn't that the it. most cringe worthy name also? Yes. Saying it makes me feel icky. Yeah, it sounds like somebody who's making fun of kids who doesn't understand <laughs> kids, who's never like seen a kid or hung out with one before. Yeah. And thought, you know what? Kids like baby talk. And it's like, no, that's what morons like to put kids through when they don't know how to talk to kids. Yeah. So I guess this show just doesn't feel to me like we need to we need to treat kids like morons. <laughs> exactly. And I really am a big fan of that concept that we treat them like intelligent people. And I don't know, if we give them that space, maybe they'll be intelligent people. <laughs> yeah. If we, if we give them the tools and the direction to be the people that we'd like them to be um, and send them on that track, are they more or less likely to be the people that we would like them to be? Yeah. I mean, we're getting a little too heady here. I'm not a child psychologist. Or even a parent, neither of us. <laughs> or a child anymore. We are not the experts. But I remember opinions. I remember as a kid, though, and I think it's weird how often you talk to adults that don't seem to remember being kids. Oh, yeah. It's wild. It's so weird where, it, where it's like, it's like, you know, they're not like alien creatures who you spawned in your belly that disappeared one day that were installed by the martians like these are these are like people figuring it out and you need to be the example for that yeah i always felt like i had an idea of when people were treating me like i was a stupid kid back in the day yeah and Good remember kind of figuring things out you know and figuring out people's emotions and figuring out how uh how that you know made 
different people different and different people more or less desirable to be around. So I like that we give kids some conflict to be mm-hmm. able to understand, see through to the end, to the conclusion of, uh, and then give them, you know, messages in there of, of uh, how to overcome conflict. I think that's better than showing them this stupid made-up fantasy land with no conflict. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's boring for the parents, so. And why watch it? Yeah, I don't like, know. What's to watch? I don't know. It's just something. So I, I really see it as like a digital pacifier. Yeah. Watch the colors. I don't know. I don't even remember it being visually impressive. So I don't know. I have no idea what the point is. To fill airtime, I suppose. <laughs> we'll have to look it up. We'll have to watch the pilot next week. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do we have for next week? Um, you know, we have, we moved some stuff around. So we have, I think, three different possibilities. We had talked about Once Upon a Time, Reba, and Farscape. Interesting. Weird lineup, huh? <laughs> yeah. So How what are you How long has doing? it been since we've done a, oh, we just did Dharma and Greg. Um, because I'm thinking of straight sitcoms. Well, let's get through our hook and then, you know, think about those three shows and maybe we'll yeah. pick one by the end Good of this. Good thinking. Okay. Yeah? Let's go ahead. Um, I put the Yoda's a baller. He, we get... Um, him at his absolute best. He's given some pretty good advice, really seeing people as individuals. Um, yeah, I just, I wrote, you got to love Star Wars. Uh, I think if you don't like Star Wars. Yeah. If you don't love Star Wars, uh, I don't think you'd be that interested. Mm-hmm. It's very Star Wars. Yeah. All the Star Wars lore is here. Like it's. Absolutely. The better you know it, the better you'll be able to enjoy this. Uh, but if you love Star Wars, that should be enough. Uh, to take an interest in it. And if that's not enough, uh, you know, I would say the hook is that, you know, it's, there's there's a big story here with a lot in store. So, you know, if, if loving Star Wars is enough, but not enough to make you want to watch a cartoon that fills in the gaps, then I'm under the impression that the, the gap is, was really interesting. Yeah. You know, they, and I know Star Wars had a, a long time toward, they were supposed to have a, a live action film. I, I, I'm going to be off maybe a little bit on the years, but around 2006, they announced that they wanted to have a live action TV show by 2019 or, no, I'm sorry, 2009, I think. No, I'm sorry, 2006 to 2009, yeah. Okay. Uh, and... Uh, it, it just kind of delay, 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 then it never happened, and then Mandalorian. Um, and It's quite a time gap there. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it never really happened. So I know that the, the vision to get Star Wars on television was a long time coming. So if you were there at the time in what would have been a Star Wars drought that followed um, the end of the prequel trilogy, which yeah. left a lot of... Fans disappointed, frankly, mm-hmm. uh, and then to have kept going with it, but kept telling stories around that time period that you weren't super interested in, and somebody were telling you, no, no, trust me, this is good, mm-hmm. um, what would your interest level in it be? Maybe it was, yeah, but this is the story you wanted to hear. Yeah. This was the Clone Wars. So um, it, it's a it's a big story, and they're going to take their time telling it, and it's going to be, although it's a cartoon, it's cinematic in scope. So, you know, I guess... I guess what I'm saying here is, was there enough to hook me? Yeah. 
Was there one specific thing? I, I don't think so. I don't yeah. think there was one specific thing. I think if you're interested in the Star Wars universe, this has interest for you. And, you know, take a look at it and you'll find which thing it was that was of interest to you. Because what interests me is, well, you guys put a lot of work into a really high quality production uh, that told a lot of big Star Wars stories that I haven't considered looking at because I'm not interested in watching a cartoon. And now I'm wondering if I should be interested in looking at it for the yeah. love of Star Wars. Absolutely. Well, and it's it's one of those things where I really enjoyed the movies. I wouldn't call myself a super fan or anything. I barely remember people's names. Like, let's, it's like Game of Thrones to me with names and, you know, races, etc. So knowing context for the universe and knowing everything about it, it's not something I'm good at, but... I really like that it adds to the movies and that it's something that I could understand the world better, um, that it gives me a bit more of a glimpse into what's going on because with the movies, there's sometimes where I'm like, who are these people and why do I care? You know, and getting a little bit more background on it, it's really nice. Well, plus you don't love movies. Yeah, I mean, okay, the Star Wars movies are a whole different thing though because you go into the theater and it's an experience like... I agree, but but you don't love movies. That's true. So if you were to say, okay, imagine that, the mm-hmm. thing that's an exception because it's American pop culture, sure. giant event, it's it's the Super Bowl of movies, <laughs> yeah. only it's the Olympics of movies because it's once every couple of years you get it. Yeah. Although the Olympics confuses me because I feel like there's Olympic stuff going on every year. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It feels like it's been a couple of years since I've had to deal with the Olympics. Well, 2020. Um, <laughs> no, oh, that's true. <laughs> so if if you were to take that event and package it up into a TV show mm-hmm. and say, hey, this is bingeable, you'd be all over it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, there are a lot of... It, the reason I was kind of interested in watching this show is that I've had a lot of very intelligent adults tell me that it's a really good show and that there's really something there so it sounds like it's actually really worthwhile and this has been a good taste of it i think yeah yeah i hate that about it a little bit because because i still don't really want to sit down and binge a cartoon oh yeah i just don't it's not it's not the event it's not the the spectacle you know i don't love star wars enough to want to read every comic book Mm -hmm. to read every book to play every video game. Yeah. So to me, Star Wars is the movies. And now it's going to venture into TV, and, and I think it's going to be really prominent in television over the next you know, decade or more um, before we're really looking at more Star Wars films. We'll see how that goes. I'm, I'm keeping up on it a little bit um, and what's going on in, in entertainment news. But um, I, I guess I maybe, and maybe to be fair, the limitation is me, and I'm probably in the mass that says, yeah, I just, you know, Cartoon's not really my thing, but yeah, you know, when the movie's coming out, let me know, and then I'll <laughs> you know read up about what was supposed to be important to me in here. Um, so I've got to think I probably won't get around to watching the rest of it for that reason. That oh, yeah. always being the limitation. Um, well, but, and there's just so much out there too. Yeah. In yeah. in terms of TV, like I think we, we talk about doing our movie spinoff or our finales, and it's just like, but there are so many TV shows. There's so many more out there. We have so many listeners. We have a million people. Millions. And no money. (laughs) No money. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You guys want to make this our day job, you know. (laughs) 
listen harder, I guess. I don't know. Share it with your friends. I just... I... <laughs> listen goodlier. <laughs> like, subscribe, comment, obviously. All of those things. Follow and... us on Venmo at bylistenpodcast.com. <laughs> Follow us on Venmo. <laughs> okay. So, uh, all in all, I, I'm going to say it's funny that, you know... We pass all the things, and then when asked, is this a successful pilot? And I a little bit think, no, not really. I mean, it's like there's way too much background information mm-hmm. you need to be caught up on. There's way too much baggage in it to be able to understand what you're watching. Was this enough of a sampler to get me to say, oh, this show looks good? Yeah, so I guess it was a successful pilot. It checks all the boxes, but... Well, I don't know. That feels like a stretch saying it was a successful pilot. I agree because I definitely, I mean, that whole panic of me looking over and being like, Catch what me the up. F is going on? But thinking about it, did that was our experience with lower, my experience anyway, with, with lower decks as well, mm. that I was like, oh my God, turn on closed captioning. I don't know what the F is going on. I feel like I've just missed five things. I was excited about this, but now I'm panicked. <laughs> yeah, but at least you were introduced to all the main characters and that, you know, first episode of Lower Decks. I don't know. Because we pass it on all these things, do you do you feel like you could say with confidence this is a successful pilot? No, because I definitely was like, wait, so is there a movie yeah. that's the pilot? Is there a is this actually a sequel series or is this just the same series of a different name? Like a, yeah. <laughs> a slightly I, different name? I would like to say that that even though I can check all those boxes mm-hmm. and say this has left me intrigued enough to want to keep watching, I don't think it functions very well as a pilot. I agree. And I'd have to expect that that uh, the movie, the Clone Wars movie, uh, would function as the true pilot to this. Yeah, which is funny because it does give me a little bit of interest in that. Which I don't even like movies. So that is something. Like, it, there's a lot to love. It's successful in a lot of things. But as technically as a pilot, I don't know. Technically as a pilot. Yeah, I would say it's an unsuccessful pilot. But it does get me to want to watch a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's kind of exciting. That's a whole whole different category. Whole gray area. <laughs> yeah. Light side, dark side, boom. Clone Wars right there in the middle. <laughs> TV drama. That's what you expect from TV drama. Good TV drama. That's hilarious. So, have you given it a whole lot of thought in the last couple minutes? Once upon a time. Yay! I'm so excited. <laughs> That'll be fun. Well, I think it's, um, you know, we, we did a straight sitcom, mm-hmm. 90s sitcom, yeah. recently-ish. Um, so, I think we could take a, a little bit of a breather from that before doing a Reba. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're on a spaceship thing right now, a little too similar to Farscape. Yep. So, let's do Once Upon a Time and then, you know, see if there's not something else that just pops up that we got to check out first. Yeah, that sounds good. I like it. All right, cool. Well, we'll see you next week for our review of Once Upon a Time. I'm Riker. And I'm Shmi. And this is Pilot. Pilot.